0: Yeah, you were in the back of my head today because, uh, I actually, uh, captured earlier and, uh, you popped on the Comedy 103.
1: Oh, shit, did I? Yeah.
0: So uh, I'm just good with voices in general, and I'm listening to this fucking, I'm like, I fucking know who's this? Like, famous comic fame No, no. And it pops out. I was like, oh, shit, it's fucking Jose McCall. So I busted out my phone, and I uh, got a little footage of it, so then I'm reading off your name. So at the end of this podcast, if you watch on YouTube, stay to the end, because I'm going to throw that clip on there. Jose McCall on Denver, oh, like- Comedy 103.1.
1: Yeah, man, I'll be trying to get, I'll get
0: that. I'll be trying yeah. to find it. So my last podcast I did with Milian Aljinovich, he uh, he and I had a, we had a conversation about joke theory, and then it caused a, a little bit of a debate uh, at the end of it because I had said he brought up how Hannah Gatsby's special talked about, he's like how we could all learn from that special. And she talks about, Joke structure and how she takes you down a, a dangerous path and then twists it at the end. to, You know, it's funny. And and we talked about how, you know, that was a, a, the fundamentals of joke writing. And then I would do an after podcast with a good mic. I'll just do a, a synopsis of what we talked about. And in that, I said that I didn't find that that's the, the best way to do comedy is the one-two twist. Yeah, I, I, and I said the H word. I said, I even find it kind of hack. So, in that vein, I'm glad I have my next podcast as, as an awesome joke writer. What is your theory? What is a joke? What is it just from the fundamental? what Where do you start from? Is there different kinds of jokes you rely on? Do you have one theorem? What's, what's a joke to Jose? McCall? Well, a joke is just something that's
1: going to get a lot. Ideal. that's it. It's not, it's not, I hate when people are like, I had something joke." it didn't work, but that's not a joke, it's not a joke. If one laughing, You're just saying words. Hmm. So regardless of how you get there and what the methodology is and all that, I, I've got, you know, I have to think of it like I watch a lot of Kung Fu movies, but it's, like, it's Southern thing style, bad stuff. That's how comedy is. and that, It's analogous to that. There's different styles and types and techniques and ideas. But if people aren't laughing, you're not telling You're not telling a joke. <laughs> Uh, how you get there, I guess, Like personally, for me, I, I, I'm i very orthodox in the, like, set up punchline or whatever. I'm only recently trying to break that, but I really live up with what the master is figured out, you know? Right.
0: See, I love, uh, a lot of people don't know, my, my favorite comic is a guy by name of uh, Robert Schimmel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he has, I always give this example as, like, one of my favorite jokes ever, and it's most certainly not classic punchline, uh, but I just love it. He uh, he says, he's at the circus with his kid, and there's a bear riding a tricycle. And his daughter goes, Daddy, how do they get the bear to ride the tricycle? And he goes, it's easy. They nail his feet to the pedals, and they beat the shit out of him.
1: <laughs>
0: and so that always just stuck out to me as like... What is that? Like, that's not even—that's not a joke in any classical structure. It's just this hilarious fucking thing he says.
1: It is so. uh, though, he just didn't set it up. How did he set up a joke? But the, the, what's going on there is you're expecting him to say something nice and tender for the child, and he gives you the slur of just pure brutality. Nah, a, a joke. Yes. He just—he just didn't say um blah, blah, blah,
0: blah, blah, mm-hmm. all he did was give you the insight, but the, the, the swerve still happens, the, the punchline is still there. Mm-hmm. I like that,
1: yeah, that's 100% what it
0: is. Mm-hmm. Yes, the invisible story, I've been obsessed with that idea recently, that a lot of times, yeah, I guess even in that, because I'll get bogged down in the, like the A, B, C, you know, and then you think I'm going to say C, but I say D. And I think a lot of, like, my favorite jokes are the ones where I give you A and D, and then D and C flash in your head.
1: Right. You and I people just say the word without you saying it. If they, if they have rape appear in their brain, and you haven't said it, or kidnapping, or whatever, that's the ideal. Because then they lost the secret kind of connection that people have.
0: Nah. yes. Very good. I like that. You're fucking,
1: uh... He thing, if, you, if you watch him, the I learned to call, like, his little rip. Not call, but, like, figure out what he's doing. He'll give two details about a character and then do not say the character. he can figure it out. Huh. Uh, he'll reference the villain from some uh, Inspector Gadget. And he'll be like, this guy looks like he's got an iron hand. at the cat. If you do that, you fucking throw it in their brain. That usually gets the laugh. <laughs>
0: Mm, I see you know what I I was listening to Wanda Sykes one time and I wrote down in my yeah I wrote down in my notebook that she did I wrote it down and I called it a secret list she starts listing like what like you're eating rice on December 5th in Vietnam you know and then she'll all of a sudden you realize oh she's talking about this movie and it, and it flashes in your head without her having to say
1: it That's that's, exactly, that's- that's the ideal that's how you want drugs to end. if you're doing anything that's going to be uh risque or kind of edgy or whatever like that's the that's the ideal then way you want to do
0: that right right yeah i have a, an edgy joke where i say that if i had a daughter do- like how, how woke i am and if i had a daughter i'd be stoked if she was trans because i always wanted a son you know yeah, and it's super dark, but it like it's funny how it starts like kind of pro trans, but then tucked in that invisible joke is an anti women joke, <laughs> you know. So it, it's it's f- fascinating. Yeah, that's a great point you brought up. Even my Robert Schimmel example still does fall into both categories. It is a twist, and it, it is. Yeah. All
1: comedy is you're getting past the mental defenses of whatever they have. It's the same thing with fear. I've said this before. Fear and humor are the exact same thing, reflected. Fear is you stir people's expectations to push them away. Humor is you stir their expectations to bring them closer. Hmm. Yeah, that's
0: fascinating, man. I like that. Corey Stevens and I talked about how faces can be punch lines, and uh, and the same thing. It's like. I'm going to say something and then the face is either going to contradict or overconfirm and you're, it's going to tell you a little story.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really hard to do, man. I don't, I don't know that I have the fortitude to look in the mirror and make faces and like, that's a funny face. Like, I don't want to figure out.
0: I've, I've uh, figured out that I'm good at faces purely because of uh, peer pure feedback people would say, it's like, you need to make more faces. And I'm like, oh, you're crazy. And I hear from someone else, it's like, maybe it's true. And then someone else, it's like, all right, I need to fucking like videotape myself yeah. or something.
1: It's more tools in the box. And yeah, if you're hearing fun, I can do it. I, I could do yeah, You got not kind of like a lot of
0: face. face, You can make fun of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to look into that because that's super fast. And that's, once again, like we talked about, it's the endless Rubik's Cube. It's just like, man, there's so many techniques. And then at the master level of this, you just like drop the techniques and you are the technique, you know?
1: Exactly. People do shit in your style.
0: Yes, that's so fascinating how people can take small things and make them into a style. Uh, one thing that I, I do a lot of video editing, and I was watching a video where this guy was talking about Edgar Wright of the, you know, the fucking uh sean of the dead and uh, hot fuzz and how he took like what are called whip pans where you whip away from one thing and then you whip into the next thing and then you cut the two whips in the middle and it looks kind of seamless like all you did is move the camera and now you're in the next scene people have been doing that for a hundred years in film but he took this small whip pan and literally made a style out of it to where now if you try to when you do whip pans you got to be careful it's like ah, it's pretty Edgar Wright you're kind of stepping on his thing it's like how the fuck did he's so fucking good at this one thing that he now owns it that's so crazy yeah rules (laughs) rules <laughs> so fucking uh, another question I always ask people uh, that was awesome that might be one of my favorite joke theory sections that we've had you you definitely boiled that one down so I always ask what's uh, obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're all on shutdown but maybe before the pandemic what's good in comedy what's awesome what makes you what makes it worth doing what What do you love in comedy right now
1: right, right now there's more opportunities and fastest and mediums and ways to reach people and crowds and freedom than there's ever been before i agree because so like, it's a state of things as much as people bitch like it's water it's blah, blah blah it's like whatever man the the way like shit used to run was underground and word of mouth now we have the internet we have fucking texting and, and facebook and it's possible so you need to carve out a niche and you know, I think that's probably the pie future that we're looking at you know uh, or at least right now in the state of things even if it's the the pandemic like people are saying when this goes over people are going to be fiending for shit to do to think to go you know like those jobs. on me
0: fuck yeah well said my friend well said so then we always end on the converse fucking uh, what sucks about comedy philosophically or you know pandemic excluded what's the what's the kick in the balls about stand-up
1: The thing that sucks, it can it can feel directionless a lot of the time. It's hard to tell when you've made progress. It's hard to tell if it's gonna pan out. What's guaranteed today isn't, you know what I mean? I, I for my for my one of best stuff ever comedy work, and now the pandemic came out I'm going to get that taken. You know what I mean? Just random shit like that. Or yeah, then you're your and whatever. Um, yeah, that kind of sucks. The directionlessness of it, and not really knowing. The hard numbers. You don't know where you stand, you know what I mean? Like I feel lost in, sh- in the city a lot of the time. Uh, and it's nothing personally about, you know, anyone or the scheme or anything. It's just, it's a numbers game. And the fact that there is no order, there's no uh, definition of mm. the problem. You kind of have to define and figure out and get meaning on your own, which a lot of the times sucks because it's the hardest way to go about it.
0: That is true. Corey Stevens and I talked, and he, he said something very profound. He said, "In the next half decade, to decade, our job is to be funny, but at the end of it is like he's his main point was to be memorable. He's like, if we can work on being memorable, that can essentially change you from just you know grinding for ten years and being respected by your peers versus you know maybe making some money and getting a couple looks." I've been fascinated yeah, with that.
1: Very, 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 very. Yeah, man, that's solid. Yeah. Uh, I also think, uh, yeah, there's no regulation. That's fucked too, man. You never know, you know what I mean? All the handshake clubs and all the bullshit and people take favor. So many other cities here and there. But like I said, you got to embrace that chaos. Uh, you gotta, you got to go with that negativity and be like, all right, well, what do I do inside of that?
0: Fuck yeah. Well... That's it, man. I think that's a pretty good uh, place to end off. Fucking uh, don't get, don't get lost in the shuffle in, of your own mind. Because there's people below you who are envious of you. There's people above you that are gonna shit on you. And in the yeah. end of it, oh, fucking, you know how you know how good you should be at stand up. And that's the only yeah, okay. that's the only thing you're competing against. Yeah.
1: Should I uh, one something? This is a thing, real quick. Yeah, man. Uh, before Sam T. left to Vegas, he uh, at El Torito said a bunch of, like, bullshit to all of us and all the young comics.
0: Okay.
1: And one thing that he said that struck out to me, I always like to call the bullshit because it's cool. He's like, it never changes. He's like, it never goes away. And only starts harder. He's like, I was sitting there, and I was like, man, I can't get into the festival. How do I work in the festival? And Hippie Man was next to him, and he was like, how do I get this next plate night thing how do I finish, you know? And next to him, we've got to see in Holland and Ben Rhoda. like, how do we fucking switch this show to the network? But never end it never goes away. But just keep that vibe. You gotta love this shit and love it.
0: Wow! Yes, that's true. uh, Some of my favorite podcasts of my favorite comics I listen to, and you you say you still like you still feel like nobody. Like you're, you know, I I listen to Tuesday with Stories with Joe List and Mark Norman. It's like you open for Seinfeld and you open for Louis C.K. It's like you guys are like gods in my world, and they're like, oh, we're shit, we're terrible, we're beyond nothing.
1: No one knows, man. Yeah, it never changes. You know, that's a struggle.
0: ain't going to go away. So, fuck, man. We got this, homie. That's right.
1: Fuck
0: yeah. Sam Talent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Fuck yeah. Well, I appreciate you, my brother. And most likely, per- perhaps I'll see you at a digital open
1: mic soon. Oh, yeah. See you, around. See you later. Bye.
2: hi
0: guys it's Josh Cranbo holy shit Jose McCall that was definitely my favorite joke theory section and of course it came at a time when both of our phones had garbage connections and the audio sounds like shit but if you're hungry for comedy knowledge it was worth it check him out instagram at McCall for info fucking hilarious instagram handle so that's it. The show's called Comics with Grambo and I am out.
2: Welcome to bonus stage. Reload. Symptoms like a disease or something. Right? Like if a bee came and stung you and made you swell up and throw up every morning and your nipples were all sensitive, people would be like, that is a poisonous bee. Like stay away from that bee. Like, especially if a person crawled out of you after nine months. They'd be like, that is a very poisonous bee. Stay away from that bee. What is that? A killer bee? No, it's the opposite. It's the much worse. It's, It's the responsibility. you guys know that Noodles & Company won't provide the company no matter how much you ask? <laughs> I'll end with this. This is a controversial joke. I do we'll end with it. Guys, right, stick with me now, okay? I want to put a definite hardcore limit on the amount of people that we allow into this country, but, but, but we make it so that anyone, anywhere in the world, can challenge someone here to a showdown of some sort, <laughs> and whoever wins gets to stay. <laughs> we film it and we call it dual citizenship.
1: <laughs> Jose McCall.